Welcome to Have a Drink With Me. I'm your host, Dylan Polniak, and joining me today is comedy writer and karaoke backup singer, Brandon Burkhart. Welcome for jo- uh, welcome to the show. Welcome for joining us. What a great <laughs> way to start it. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be drinking in the afternoon with a purpose instead of just because I'm sad. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm doing it for entertainment value, so you're welcome, America. Yeah, I kind of figured... Why not create a show about drinking so then I have a reason to be drinking? <laughs> like, I'm at, I don't have a problem. I'm, I'm at work right now. Yeah, it's 2.30 on a Saturday, so you should be drinking. Um, so you are a comedy writer. Yes. Um, I think I originally saw you in a Twitter group or some kind of Facebook group for um, like comedy writers. And yeah. I think I followed you and then I added you on Facebook and then uh, my good friend uh, Tim McGovern said, "Oh, you need to reach out to Brandon and have him do an episode." Oh of the yeah, show. T- Tim's awesome. Yeah, Tim, I've worked, I've written stuff that he's, I've co-written stuff with him for sketch shows, and he's performed stuff I've written, and he's he's a brilliant writer and performer, and a hilarious guy. Oh yeah, I, I love him. Uh, what do you uh, mostly write? Um, I I write. Uh, I mean, I mostly write sketch comedy. Uh, well, I was writing a lot of a lot of stage shows. I was running for three different staged sketch comedy shows in February, and then that all stopped. So the good news, bad news is I've been able to focus more on my sitcom pilot writing and screenwriting, and uh, that's been going... I've been productive on my uh, sitting at home alone writing stuff instead of doing shows Mm -hmm. in this time. So uh, ironically, the 2020 lockdown has been like one long writer's retreat for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, people are saying, I can't get anything done now. I'm like, I'm getting lots of done, lots of stuff yeah. done. I have nowhere to go but yep. to sit and write. Um, and I, I write stuff for, for, I write like late night comedy material, um, trying to get staffed in a late night job. Uh, mm-hmm. I've submitted to a few network shows and been advanced in the process. Um, hopefully, by the time this airs, we'll have a job. But right now, I'm looking yeah. for a comedy writing job on TV. I just uh, participated in the NBC late night writers workshop which is like a network incubator program to develop writers for their late night shows mm-hmm. uh, so they're submitting me for shows uh now oh that's great uh, and that, that's what i've been up to with my writing congrats that's uh that's pretty great but as far as the twitter and facebook thing like i i post a lot of jokes um on twitter and facebook and people seem to like them i actually um one time i was at a party back when we had parties i was at a party mm-hmm like three years ago and an acquaintance so i didn't really know that well but um this girl brought her friend over to me and she pointed at me and she said that guy is the best at facebook yeah uh and i'm like great i i'll pay my rent with being the best at facebook <laughs> if you want somebody that they read their jokes to their friends and partners and laugh out loud and um so hopefully that'll translate into actual uh, income at some point yeah that'd be great i i would agree you're very good at facebook Thank you. Of course, <laughs> of course. Now that's going to be a out of date um, a category because everyone's fleeing Facebook. Yeah, because of that social dilemma. I watched part of that last night. That social dilemma documentary on Netflix about how basically social media has ruined our lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I try to make it a positive thing, at least. Yeah, I think a lot of things have uh, ruined our lives this year, and that's uh, that'll bring us to our topic today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> basically all of 2020, but uh, we're going to dig into COVID a bit. Yeah. We're going to make sure that it's not political. I'm sure there will be some slips, but uh, try to <laughs> try to not make it political. But yeah. during uh, COVID, you've just been 
sounds just very productive with writing. Well, it's, you know, someone else put it in a good way that this is a good time for um, antisocial introverts. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm an only child, so I kind of got used to spending a lot of time on my own. So being alone doesn't freak me out. I mean, I, yeah. I'm, I don't even get me wrong. I'm social that I miss socializing. Yeah. But I also love having an excuse not to socialize. Mm -hmm. Like it's not safe. I'll see you when it's safe. Uh, and it's actually helped prioritize friendships in a way because there are people that you have in your circle that you don't really care to hang out with because they're negative or toxic or they bring you down in some way. And now you can just not talk to them and not feel guilty about it because you're not yeah. going to run You're not going to run into them at, at other events. Mm -hmm. You can talk just the people you want to talk to. I mean, I do want to see people in person. But I also like not seeing <laughs> that makes yeah. sense. I I'm, I have a, I have a duality there, and um, I love people and I don't want to see them. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think that's great. That's uh, one of my favorite things about the uh, mask mandate is that I uh, I don't ever have to accidentally see someone I know in public. Like I absolutely love making plans and and sticking to them with friends and stuff, but I don't want to see them when I'm grocery shopping or walking the dogs or, or whatever, you know, I just want it to be like, okay, cool. They can't tell who I am under this mask. A dream. You put headphones on, you got sunglasses and a mask going grocery shopping. It's amazing. Such and a when, great feeling. Yeah. And when you, when you mutter to yourself, people can't see the, what your mouth is doing. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we're, we're about six months into this, I think at this point, uh, yeah. we're, we're recording this, uh, what, September 19th. And so we've gone six months. Uh, you were saying that you are kind of enjoying this because it's, you know, good for an introvert. Uh, how long do you think you could go before you really started to go nuts? Well, I mean, they're, they're, the, the first thing that really hit me as far as a little extra, extra regret about this year is that my birthday is coming up at the end of September. Mm -hmm. So th that's a little bit of a bummer. I mean, I've seen everyone else in my circle go through their COVID lockdown birthdays. Yeah. But I always thought, well, I have till late September. Maybe by then it'll be okay. And now it's like, all right, now it's my turn to yeah. have nothing to do on my birthday. People have Zoom. Uh, I've been invited to a couple of Zoom birthday parties and they're such a bummer. They're the saddest social event ever. Yeah. I, I get the attempt. Like, I, like my friend had a Zoom uh, birthday dance party uh, a couple <laughs> months ago. And so basically you... You watch other people dancing on your computer and you mm -hmm. dance to your camera and there's someone well first of all it was the first sad thing was they had they had a d a quote-unquote dj they, their friend was going to dj the dance party <laughs> and then an hour before they said oh we lost our dj we're just going to play a spotify mix and that was already like okay it's less of a thing um and then so i would just i had my office computer on and i would wander in dance for a minute wave at people and then wander back to watch TV. Yeah. So over four hours, I maybe spent 10 minutes on camera going, I'm here mm -hmm. and I danced and bye. Yeah. And then by the end, people just started screwing around with effects and like making people look distorted and just, you know, playing with zoom, fil zoom filters. And it was like, mm -hmm. did we even have to have this party? <laughs> I don't know. You're just, <laughs> just watching yourself dance on a screen. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, did anyone ever uh, decorate? Um, they, they, they played with lighting, like the, the birthday girl had like red and green lights on and she would hold the birthday cake up to the camera and go, look, my cake. 
and then like eat in front of the camera and we all smiled and clapped. And that's as festive as it gets. <laughs> I'm wondering if people are going to do Zoom Halloween parties. I mean, can you have like a Zoom costume party where you just vote for the person in the square <laughs> on the Zoom feed that has the best costume? I don't know. I So the good thing about the lockdown, though, too, is I hate the holidays. So I'm bummed about my birthday. I'm not bummed about Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah. I don't mind saying, oh, I can't see you guys this Thanksgiving. It's not safe to travel. I don't mm. want to leave town anyway. So now I have a medical reason not to leave town. Yeah. Um, I'll have fun with this until like next summer. Summer 2021, I might be like, okay, I kind of miss the previous normalcy. But I don't mind saying 2020, I took the year off. Like this year is just not going to happen. And yep. it's, it's you're on pause. I can do that. And it's like a nice, it's like one long staycation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been uh, very interesting. Uh, my wedding was canceled. Uh, my oh, honeymoon, no. My bachelor party. Oh, uh, no. Those are real things. Then, yeah. <laughs> now so, I feel bad. I'm going to have another drink, <laughs> another drink for you. I'll drink with you. What was your wedding date supposed to be? It was July 11th. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I ended up just eloping. Uh, Tim, oh, really? Tim married us in the in the woods in Big Bear. So Okay. So yeah. you had a, you had a woodsy, a woodsy wedding. Yep. And then was, was that your honeymoon also, being in the woods? I went to Mexico actually. Oh, nice. Because okay. Mexico is like the only place that will have us. <laughs> it's. I, I feel like this is the one year immigration will be uh, higher in the other direction. Yeah. Right. Mexico. Um, that's a good. That's a good idea because like, I have seen friends going on camping trips, and I thought, perfect, the woods. That's a great way to get away from people and be safe and be on vacation. And I, my girlfriend and I wanted to go camping uh, like a week and a like a week or two ago. And then all mm-hmm. the fires in California happened. Yep. Everything caught on fire. So there, there went the camping trip for now. Yeah. There's still smoke in the air at this time of this recording. So I don't know when I can get in the get out into the woods. Safely. Yeah. California burning down is the September issue of 2020. <laughs> um, luckily we never got murder hornets. That was, that you was remember false- back in like, yeah, March, it was like, that's what's happening now. That was a false alarm. Um, I mean, that would have been a nice break from the monotony of what we have right now, just people getting stung to death. I was looking forward to yeah. murder hornets, and <laughs> yeah. they haven't even committed manslaughter yet. So they're very, yeah. very uh, underwhelming murder hornets. I think they found, yeah. they, there was a story a month ago that they found one in Washington State and it was dead. But so that was not even <laughs> like a threat at that point. Yeah. So with being six months in, I mean, what do you genuinely miss about? pre-COVID. The one thing I really want to do right now is uh, go to a movie theater. Um, I do, and I know some theaters have started opening in the last couple of weeks, but uh, not in Los Angeles yet. Um, but I, I I was very much enjoying my Regal Crown Club Unlimited Movies membership where yeah. I spent 22 bucks a month that could see as many movies as I wanted at the time. I did that for a year and then um, everything shut down. And and now, you know, it, we can watch so much stuff at home with streaming, but I do miss going to a theater. Um, I don't think I'll go this year, but I do like some of the, the new protocols they have at theaters where you can only have 25% capacity uh-huh. and, um, and it's like contactless pickup on the snacks. I think those things should have happened anyway. I, I don't want to be in a packed movie theater with uh, people kicking my chair 
or yeah. even with their elbows. So if everyone's spaced out in the theater, that's perfect. They should all be 25% capacity. Um, but uh, I, I'm a little tempted to drive to Orange County just to see Christopher Nolan's Tenet. Although everyone's saying that, and I love Christopher Nolan films, but everyone's saying that the movie is just a confusing mess and that no one knows what's going on. Uh-huh. I still want to, I'll, I'll still sit in a the theater and watch it just because it's Christopher Nolan. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm ready for it not to make any sense. Yeah. Do you remember the last movie it was that you saw in theaters? Oh God, that's that's the that's the one of the sad things about when the pandemic hit is it it hit during crappy movie season. Yep. Like we didn't get to all the good ones we were waiting for, and so the last two things I saw were not a ticket movies. Um, uh-huh. I saw Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh boy! Because <laughs> you know I have the unlimited pass that I pay for, so I want to see whatever anything. And I thought, well, I heard Jim Carrey's good in it, yeah. And it right. was it, it was a fun movie. I I enjoyed Jim Carrey and Song of the Hedgehog. I don't mm. want it to be one of the five movies I saw in 2020, but yeah. I saw that and I saw The Hunt. Okay, um, which is that movie that was like delayed for six months because people were getting shot to death and it's over politics. And that was actually a a very fun B movie. Um, mm-hmm. Did you see The Hunt? I rented it through Amazon, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I didn't go, I didn't see any movies in theater this year, but the, luckily the last movie that I did see in theaters was uh, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. So okay, cool. it wasn't like a complete letdown. I was actually supposed to go see Cats as a joke. <laughs> and then luckily, you know, I didn't go for whatever reason. So I'm glad that cats wasn't the last movie that I saw in theater. You, you dodged, you dodged the cats bullet. Yeah. My wife ended up buying it online. So that oh, really, I could, so that we could watch it the first week of, of lockdown. Was it and even fun? Was it even fun to watch it? Ironically? No, I, we didn't get past uh jail, cats, jail, cats. We just shut it off. It was just, <laughs> it was too bad. I mean, and that's a movie that I should, want to see because I'm, I'm a theater nerd i mm-hmm. have a i have a theater arts degree which is the most useless college degree you can have outside of english lit <clears throat> but i love theater and i grew up loving musicals and i i like the cat soundtrack but just the, the trailer of the movie was such a hard thing to watch and like, someone spent money on this home oh, and there's isn't there like a different cut that has the cats with assholes <laughs> i think so there's like I a cat butt version <laughs> I'd watch that. I don't even think, do the cats have tails in it? I, I can't remember, but it's like, there's tails. just other weird stuff. It's like, why not just make them cats? Why do they have to be people cats? And also why not just dress them up like the play does instead yeah. of like giving them these weird digital bodies. It's very uncomfortable. It is the, I would say the cringiest movie I've ever seen. I think it had the had the uncanny val- valley problem of the CGI, right? Where it looks, it's like your brain doesn't want to process people with cat bodies like that. Yeah, because it's um, it's like it's like people with rubbery bones. It's just body human <laughs> bodies don't move that way. So, and you're like forcing the body to like break. It's I just remember when I saw the trailer and then got to Idris Elba, I'm like, why Idris? You're better than this. I just felt so, I wanted to yell at his agent through the screen, through the movie screen. Yeah. It's uh, very uncomfortable. I I think that we should watch cats and you, Tim McGovern and I (laughs) could do a, a have a drink of the episode on cats. 
I need um, like five drinks to start. Yeah, we can. Uh, I've been wanting to do a, a power hour episode where you have a shot of beer every minute for an hour. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I think uh, cat's cat's power hour will be uh, a hit for this season. <laughs> well, um, now now the good stuff's been delayed till twenty twenty one, which means I think we're going to have too many movies next year. Aren't we going to have like a different blockbuster every weekend? Catching up, gotta be yeah. But also like what has what's been filmed. You know, that's with the productions being shut down yeah. for so well, long. They're, they're supposed to, they're still trying to get the James Bond movie out in November. But I think it's ironic that the title of this one is, uh, isn't this No no Time to Die? Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't seen the last one either. Was it Spectre, I think? And, but this one's about, has the word die in the title. I'm like, I don't, shouldn't go see a movie that has die in the <laughs> title in 2020. Yeah. A good year to die. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, you only die in a movie theater once. Yeah. You're not dying of COVID, you're just out of shape. That's an interesting yeah. uh, James Bond movie title. Well, But you know, there, there are some things, we've changed a lot of societal norms, that I, and, and I think some of them actually were overdue improvements. Like, I, I never, you know, the handshake is kind of going by the wayside, and uh, yeah, the new James Bond is no time to die. Um the the handshake when you you know when you're with someone you like that's fine but so many business meetings uh where you handshake somebody and they have that sweaty palm and they give you the limp hand yeah and then you just you you don't want to show on your face how disappointed you are by the handshake uh-huh i i don't mind just like oh we can't shake hands now it's not safe we'll just like yeah, nod right. at each other uh, but now there's like the, the elbow elbow bump that's which is more awkward I, it, it, it's more awkward to get in that position and like let me see your which elbow do we do? yeah i'm six foot four and oh, man. so i'm i'm uh fairly tall so like having to get down to like match elbows <laughs> oh, like that's man. a whole new thing that's like trying to high five someone you have to like look at the elbow and, and measure it just right because if you miss a high five that's pretty stupid and everyone's gonna say oh wow that was a lame high five let's redo that but if you miss an elbow bump that's going to be even more awkward. Where oh, it's like, yeah. oh man, no, yeah, try it. No, try it again. Like, uh, I'm, I'm very happy with the uh, no shaking of hands. I, yeah, we don't need to do that. I, like, I, I met you. I don't need to touch you. <laughs> yeah, just... exactly. And the but, six but, feet, uh, yeah, six feet apart is just yes. great too. I don't like people that are are very close to me. Talking, oh my god! Just, you know, get back a little bit. This is awesome. Uh yeah. Th- this is this is hell for close talkers, but it's a heaven for the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but with you being six, four, if you greet someone five, four, you should do uh, elbow to knee. Yeah. Like they, they elbow your knee and that'll be more on the same level. And I do what uh, their neck. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You can elbow their forehead. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, the handshake is like a 3000 year old thing that you don't know where people's hands have been. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to touch them. Yeah, and it also uh, it's embarrassing when it's an important handshake, like a job interview or something, and you grab wrong because yeah. I don't know about you. I don't look at someone's hand when I go to shake it. I just kind of like you look them in the eye, and then you either grab their hand or you don't. You know, <laughs> <laughs> for me the the worst handshake, the best worst handshake is when you meet um, a female acquaintance's boyfriend who's insecure and like. Hey, meet Rob. Rob, meet Brandon. You shake his hand and he tries to crush your hand in a show of yeah. strength. 
-hmm. you're like, okay, okay, this is hurting, but I can't show that it's hurting, but this tells me more about how insecure you are. Yeah, right. I was like, what are you trying to prove with this death grip? I wonder how it's going to be meeting um, like female friends, boyfriends or husbands with uh, elbows. Oh, yeah. Are they going to go a little stiffer or aggressive elbows? Yeah, they're going to act like they're they're Rodman boxing out a rebound. (laughs) Shake their elbow (laughs) at you. Have some fractured elbows. I fractured my elbow in a bike crash, so I, I shouldn't be elbowing anybody. Probably, you should have a shirt, or a, you should have a mask that says that. <laughs> don't, don't touch don't my elbow. elbow. Don't it's touch been, my elbow. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't touch my elbow. No elbow zone. I think you'll uh, you really appreciate this. Uh, we have these up on the Have a Drink with Me store, but uh, <laughs> yes. I had these made. The mask goes over your nose. Oh yes, that's my pet peeve. The 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 nose bearing people. Yeah. Like I was like, that, that's the new whipping your dick out is having your nose out. Just, we don't even see that. Cover it up. Uh-huh. It's a very, it's like the Louis, Louis CK move for your face to have oh, your yeah. nose exposed. <laughs> it's just not, it's rude in public. Yep. Yeah. Don't corner me in a doorway with your nose hanging out. Come yeah. on. And then, but the, it's even more aggravating because those, those people think they're doing the right thing. Yeah. So even when you give them a stink eye or walk around them, they don't really know why you're doing it. They're like, I'm wearing a mask. What, you, what more do you want? I'm like, you're not paying attention. Yeah. You got two breathe holes or I guess three if you count both nostrils. And mm-hmm. They all need to be covered. <laughs> and they all lead to the same place, the yeah. inside of your body. So, and they are all shooting air out. So, but yeah, I've, I'm some days I'm just like, when I have that mask on, I'm like, okay, cool. I don't care about anything. I hope people see it, whatever. And then other times I'm like, I'm probably going to get beat up at some point <laughs> by like just a little bit larger male who has his nose hanging out and wants to just start stuff when it's, you know, it's supposed <laughs> to just be like a, don't forget your nose is hanging out kind of thing where I can see people be like, what you talking about my nose? Like, are you insulting me specifically? Um, it's uh it's rough. I had a yeah, bunch of other masks made so that they don't all have to say uh-huh. uh, the mask goes over your nose. Yeah. Have you worn that? Have you worn that around and given it a test? Oh yeah. Test I've had, uh, I had to go to UPS store to uh, return some Amazon packages. How great is Amazon now? Like now that we're in quarantine, it's like, I, I, I probably buy stuff two or three times a week now. So I just always have Amazon boxes showing up. Yeah, I mean, it, well, it, it has made Jeff Bezos like the most powerful man ever. Um, yeah. It, it's a case where the, the pandemic has benefited a few people immensely, including him. So if this, you know, I'm a comic book nerd. If this was a comic book, that would be Jeff Bezos taking over the world by causing yeah. the virus and then being at the world's first trillionaire. And then uh-huh. he can build his laser on the moon and threaten us with the laser. I mean, this is where, I, this is where it's going, obviously. Yeah, Amazon's for sure. new profit margin leads to lasers on the moon. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I wore the mask into UPS store and the woman in front of me just didn't even have a mask on. We were out, we were oh, in man. line outside of the store and she looked at me and I was like, kind of looking at her like something wrong. And I forget that it, my mask says, you know, mm. it goes over your nose. And then she just started laughing and then went to her car, grabbed her mask out of the car, came back and put it back on. But there was this uh, very large Russian guy, big scary guy working at this liquor store next to my apartment that I frequent. And I wore that mask in and he had his nose hanging out. Oh, And I was just kind of like looking down because it's like, I really want this alcohol more than I want this guy to put his nose away. Like it's his liquor store. So hopefully he doesn't see it and is like, get out, you know? 
I don't know how people are going to react, but um, for the most part, it's been very positive. Like um, people have asked for the website and where to buy them. And oh, cool. I've sold maybe 50 in the last like two weeks. So, so nice. it's been great. I guess, uh, you know, people love the message. So uh, do you have a, do you have a go-to mask? Do you have a um, favorite mask? I do because uh, I have a giant head. I've, I've had a giant head all my life and uh-huh. uh, certain things are painful on my head. Um, I wear like a ridiculously large, I can't wear most hats, but my hat size is ridiculously large. So most of the masks hurt my ears immensely because they're pulling uh-huh. across my face. So I just wear the big one. Uh, I have one that's, that's adjustable and huge so I can wear it comfortably. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my girlfriend's mother, made us like five masks and they're nice and they're cool, but they all pull on my ears painfully. Mm-hmm. So we, um, we ordered some when this first started um, from China, just to be ironic. And the yeah. Chinese mask fits me the best. Cause it's, it's, it's made for people with big heads. Someone, maybe I'm just your store. You could have like masks for giant heads and big wide faces. Yeah. Cause our, cause well, our ears need some comfort. Yeah, these masks actually are pretty large um, because I, I hate when it pushes my nose in. Oh, like I don't have that. it will pull on my ears, but if you've got like a tough enough mask, it'll push on your nose. And like I wear my glasses most of the time, so mm, I yeah. have to put the mask under my glasses so that it doesn't fog up. Um, so it's yeah, it's like always pulling on my nose. But these these new ones that I've been using are, are pretty great and uh, stylish. They come yeah. in a uh, white as well. <laughs> I like I like that you you can sponsor your own podcast with your mask sales. Yeah, sponsored by great. me. Um, they, I, yeah, I've heard about the the glasses thing being a problem with the with the fogging up of the mask. I think now I'm thinking someone should just do a one piece. You know, they have uh, those Groucho glasses with the nose on the oh, glasses. Yeah. <laughs> you could just have the mask glasses where it's one piece where the glasses have the mask attached and just put them on and off. We'll have a mustache on it too, though. Yeah, yeah, of course. There's, there's, there's that model for fun. You add that to your store. That's that's a free idea to you. Thank <laughs> the you. Mask glasses in one piece. They got they got mask sunglasses. It's a whole that'd thing. be fun. I'm uh, I'm all about that. Um, one thing that you and I were talking about uh, offline is is uh, outbreaks in movies. I do want to get into that, but I want to take a quick break, and then when we return, I want to talk about what we're drinking. Hey, it's Dylan. Our listeners get an extra 10% off their order at shop.hadwm.com when using the promo code IHATEGIN. In all caps, that's I-H-A-T-E-G-I-N. Enjoy the rest of the episode. All right, and we are back. Uh, One thing I I love about recording the show and doing the Zoom chat is I love seeing when the guest drinks because then it's like, okay, cool. I can keep <laughs> drinking as well. I don't want to be the only one drinking. So it's like, oh, good. I see that my guest is drinking. So thanks. Thanks for drinking. <laughs> it's, 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 it's really hard just to hear someone drinking. Like, are they taking a you know, big slurp? I'm drinking yeah. right now for your listeners. Uh-huh. But, I, but I do have a glass in my hand with alcohol and it's going in my mouth. And it's, uh, it's a nice glass. Oh, this is from my friend's wedding. Speaking of weddings, this is from my friend's wedding. The nice glass. So, is it etched? Does it have like a yeah? It has a, a B. It has a B for Brandon. Oh, cute. <laughs> um, so we were talking uh, offline about uh, how outbreaks are um, 
kind of like portrayed in movies. And we wanted to touch on those a little bit too. Um, we were talking about 28 days later, outbreak contagion. Um, I think, I think contagion's probably like the closest to what we're dealing with right now. I don't know if you've seen and, that movie. And, and contagion is the one I have not seen. That's the one with Matt Damon and Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. It's 100% what we're dealing with. Someone gets sick in China and brings it back and then it's like you know people don't want to like think that it's real but um oh but you, yeah. have you seen uh have you seen outbreak with yeah uh, the dustin hoffman? hoffman yes i've seen that i saw one a while ago and and they show how the it, it gets airborne i think they show like a close up mm -hmm. like someone sneezing and it goes through the air and, yeah um it, it it does feel like there's always one person or a handful of people that screw it up for everybody else because they're not paying attention. Yeah, it's happening because I I was actually I had a, an interesting um, art imitates life or vice versa with the movie Alien. Because mm -hmm. um, I've been one of my lockdown activities is um, showing my girlfriend hasn't seen most of these sci-fi films that I love, so I'm showing them mm -hmm. to her for the first time. So she didn't see any any of the Alien movies. So we saw Alien and Aliens. Back in July, I'm watching Alien, and um, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen a 40-year-old movie, but uh, one of the crew members goes on another planet and gets an egg implanted in his face, and they're trying to bring him back onto the ship because he's injured, and, and uh, Ripley, Sigourney Weaver, is on the ship saying, he's, he's, he's got a contagion, we can't let him in, it violates quarantine, it could kill yep. everybody on the ship, and they bring him in anyway, so she was right on the ball because my girlfriend like oh my god like, what's happening right now i like, don't yeah don't break quarantine like what are you doing mm -hmm. yeah i always think of um i think of like anti-maskers when i think of like these kind of movies where it's like if you see an anti-masker and 28 days later let's say 28 days later it's all airborne stuff they say to wear a mask there's yeah. always like like you said there's always that one person who's like the bad guy and in all of these movies, it would be the anti-maskers because <laughs> name one name one movie like this where there's an outbreak and the one person who goes against what everyone's saying to do survived and ended up being a hero. Yeah, and they it were right. Happen. It was always well, someone's I bet there will be a conservative version where it's all a hoax and we yeah. were all <laughs> duped by the one world government. But like I I also in in this sci-fi movie uh rewatch for me, uh Two of two '90s outbreak movies are Twelve Monkeys, um, and oh, um, well, Twenty Days Later was from the 2000s, but both those were mm. uh, over a couple of decades old. But like both of them, the bad guys are animal rights activists, mm -hmm. and the both both of them animal rights activists release a virus because they're trying to help the animals. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was ironic that back then we thought the biggest threat to society was people who cared about animals too much because right. 28 days later, all these monkeys have the rage virus and the animal rights group breaks in to release the monkeys. And the scientist says, you can't let them out. They're, they're infected with rage. They're you're like, whatever. Rage, yeah. yeah. And then the world's fucked because they want to see the monkeys. And then in 12 monkeys to follow the monkey theme, we're in a future where almost all humans have died because in the nineties, animal rights activists, thought humans were hurting animals too much. So there was a virus to kill humans. So um, it's interesting what, what, what different eras see as villains. Um, yeah. 
but it's always it's always um one person creates the whole mess because like world war z i haven't seen the world war z movie i read the book and the book mm-hmm. it starts in china and the, the book yeah. patient zero is in china so we basically don't trust anything <laughs> from china except we buy <laughs> all our products from there and we're, yeah. and, we're, and we're way in debt to them other than that they're out to hurt us yeah for sure you know they're they could purchase us in a day and shut us all down but uh they haven't. <laughs> well, so they, it's like, they, they should want us to live because you owe them money. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always interesting seeing like, you know, comparing real life stuff that's going on with movies because it's like the bad guy is never right. And you can point out, like genuinely point out the bad guy in like certain movies. And I'm going to say the bad guy during COVID, COVID-19 is anti-maskers. <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. my constitutional right to not to not do this and people don't realize like we're not worried about you getting sick we're worried about you getting other people sick you can die that's fine just don't kill someone else because you're a douchebag who doesn't want to wear a mask some people do yeah they don't want to live in a society because that means you're supposed to worry about other people your fellow man it's not yeah right it's not a personal thing it's a all of us working together to not die and and we could have been really good for two months and and gotten a lot of it under under control, but yeah, now it's always protests against it, and I don't know things are <laughs> things are more divided than ever. Yep, what a fun life we're in. But but your cover your nose mask one mask at a time is going to convince people to see things the right exactly. way. Exactly, exactly. And I only sell them for like eight bucks or something like that, so it's very cheap. Shop.hadwm.com. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, so wearing a mask is a new routine that we're stuck in. I was just thinking the other day, I think I've worn a mask every single day since, was it March 13th or March 19th? It was, Whenever, it, like the- yeah, it was, it was around the, it was around the 13th. Um, and I know that because the last movie I saw was that weekend. Like I went to Regal Cinemas on the Friday night and we saw on which is like where were the twelfth or something, and saw the hunt. Yeah. And then the next day, Regal Cinema sent out a message saying we're only going to sell like every other row, and, mm-hmm. but we're still open. And I thought, oh, should I go get it? Should I go see one more movie because th- things seem to be going in the wrong direction? I thought, well, and I was going to go see that Ben Affleck movie, the basketball coach movie. Oh, was that called know. No Hard Way Out or? It got some good reviews. It was out for like one weekend, then everything shut down. I thought, I'll go see that Ben Affleck movie. And then I thought, well, let's wait and see what happens. And the next day, they shut down every theater Oof. And since then. So there was that weekend when that, that, that Sunday was the last everything's normal day, supposedly. Yeah. So besides uh, having to wear a mask every day, do you have any uh, new routines that you have uh, put in place now that you're now that we've been dealing with COVID for six months? Well, you know, I, 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 at first I, um, I mean, the the new rally, uh, the way back was the Ben Affleck movie that opened the weekend of COVID. Um, yeah. Uh, but anyway, I, well, now I'm in an interesting place where I, I have Zoom fatigue. Mm-hmm. Like I, like I, I never used Zoom before this happened. And then at first it was kind of exciting to still be able to connect with people. And I would, I yeah. would, do we did like zoom game nights and played house party and uh just would catch up with people uh for a couple of hours and i liked that for the first 
three months or so. And now mm-hmm. I can invite some things and I'm like, nah, I've, I've done that. So yeah. um, I, I don't, and it's interesting because you don't realize, like I had to do it for work sometimes and you don't realize how uh, tiring it actually is. Cause you think I'm not commuting. I didn't leave my house. I'm yeah. sitting, in, sitting in a comfy chair talking mm-hmm. to, to my laptop. And then after, th- after a three hour meeting, you're like, oh my God, that was, I'm gonna need an office thing. I'm so exhausted yeah. from sitting still. So I don't know what we can do to still communicate socially. There's like, there's gonna be a new, a new frontier, right? And how we do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be wild. I think we should have, have, have parties where you wear like hazmat suits. So we can oh, be yeah. like in a, in a cool house or a cool club and mm-hmm. walking around, just like wear cool little space helmets or something. Like, That'd be awesome. Make that fashionable. We can pretend we're astronauts. Yeah, with our Groucho glasses uh, <laughs> yeah. mask combination. <laughs> I, I do also, one thing I do think good news, bad news is gone right now and might not come back is, is buffets. Like I, oh. I'm, I'm a fan of like all you can eat salad bars and those kind of buffet mm-hmm. style because hometown buffet literally went out of business like a month ago, yeah. Because uh, there's no way for them to open, mm-hmm. um, and I, I, being a kid from Texas, I've always loved all you can eat because that's just a way to to yeah. gorge yourself. But um, but I realize buffets are bad for me because I have no self control. You know, I, uh-huh. I would I would go to soup plantation and say I'm just going to have a salad in the soup, and then I go to the pizza the pizza station every time. Um, so I don't know how we could ever redo buffets safely. Yeah. That's, that's one thing that, that died during this, uh, pandemic that I, I hate is going to be gone. Like, <laughs> like I tell my wife, uh, I'm like, Oh man, the sizzler next to us shut down. Yeah. She's like, sizzler's gross. Their steaks aren't that good. I said, you don't go to sizzler for the steaks. <laughs> no, the you meat's a sizzler. Show. You go to the Sizzler for the unlimited salad, taco, spaghetti bar. Like that's what you go yeah. for. Yeah, it's like it's substandard food, but there's a lot of it. So yeah, it's because uh, I remember when Soup Plantation announced they were closing forever uh, back in July or something. There was genuine mourning on social media. Me and my friends were like, "Oh no, I, I, if I'd known, I would have gone more." Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like I, and last went in January because literally, uh, you know, it reminds me. There was a group of my friends who started a let's go to soup plantation once a month thing. Mm-hmm. And they started it like back in January. And I missed the first couple. And I thought, I'll go to the next soup plantation meetup. And there'll never, it's never going to be a next soup plantation meetup. <laughs> no, I'm sad. You know, I mean, we lost with Greta Ginsburg, but salad bars are also a huge loss. So, oh, yeah. Um, double time. <laughs> <laughs> one affects um, society more but one thing that bothers <laughs> oh sorry go ahead i said one loss affects society more and other and the other loss is ruth Bader ginsburg it's a yeah. terrible dark salvador joke but go ahead yeah well america's uh out of shape so i think that the uh salad bar or the uh, buffet is a, a <laughs> bit of a bigger loss for america as a whole um but i did um uh, one thing that i hate now is there were buffets in Mexico. Oh, nice. And so on my uh, honeymoon, it was always, you had to find someone working there to grab stuff for you. Oh. So it was like people with face masks and gloves and like you had to wear your face mask and you walk up with your plate and you say, oh, I want this, I want this, I want this. But it's annoying because it's like, 
that's not enough mac and cheese like yes how do you how do you tell someone that you want more more <laughs> food like yeah no, no, no give me let me get a little bit more mac and cheese you know this is my first plate of it so just like load it up but instead it's like oh yeah that's 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 fine one scoop's okay because also it's another country and yeah. english isn't their their you know their first language so it's like also trying to explain in english like you know or even in spanish just like oh, mas mas por favor <laughs> oh i i think with with that with a food buffet pointing at your plate and pointing at the dish is international accepted yeah. but i do i do that does bring up i do like how much shame we feel around service workers who we're never going to see again like oh he's totally going to judge me if i go back to that plate but yeah. i want more but i mean and also you're in another country so that means you're never going to see them again ever yeah but you want to make a good impression with your portion size yeah but, but the whole fun of the buffet is the self-service where you make your own scoops so mm-hmm. this is not it's it's a bad analogy but it's like <laughs> it's like you have to wear a condom while you're eating the buffet it just doesn't feel right you yeah. want to have the direct interaction with the food. I'm pro condom though, so that's a bad. What are you doing? What are you doing at buffets? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was, you I was walk into a buffet and you have your condom on. It's like you don't want your condom on. It's, at the buffet. It's just, just a, let's just say thank God that sneeze guard is there for the rest of the patrons. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's. Uh, we're we're about the forty minute mark here. Let's get into uh, what we're drinking and uh, and okay. talk about drinking a little bit. I want to uh, preface this with. I took antacid before antacids, not uh, uh, acid, but uh, antacids before drinking this mm-hmm. because gin kills my esophagus and stomach, yeah. and tonic water does just the same. So I like I took like three of them before recording this episode, just like to make sure that I can make it through an hour of drinking gin and tonic. Well, that 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 would make me feel bad if my first goal wasn't to injure you in some some way with my drink choice. But I did feel yeah. like I did. You have feel been like, holding a knife this entire. <laughs> video. I did feel like um, my gin and tonic would not be a popular choice, but I leaned into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and gin and tonic is not actually is actually not one of my favorites. It's basically my sixth or seventh most favorite cocktail, but I chose it for a practical reason which is I'm trying to get rid of the gin in my house. Somebody brought a two liter giant handle of Seagram's extra dry gin to a party maybe three years ago. And I've carried this giant jug of gin between two, moving to two different apartments Mm -hmm. and it's still taking up space in my liquor cabinet. I just told myself during this lockdown, I have to work on the gin bottle. I have to get it, finish it. I don't want, you know, I could just throw it away. I don't want to waste good gin. Even though yeah. I don't want gin, I'm making myself drink it and making you have some gin too. But uh, I just got to get rid of my supply. I, I prefer bourbon. I prefer whiskey. I prefer tequila. I prefer vodka. Yeah. But I have too much gin in my house. Mm-hmm. So I should just give it to someone who likes gin. No, but- I think I think you can, you can power through. I had a, a roommate, uh, I don't know, five years ago who worked in catering like Hollywood catering. So it was like big, like Emmy parties and stuff like that. And if they open a bottle of vodka or, or, you know, whiskey or whatever, they don't just take that back because you can't reuse Mm -hmm. an open bottle of whiskey or gin or whatever at another party. It's like, 
so they gave they would always give like the catering workers wow this alcohol to take home <laughs> and she did not drink gin yeah and i hated gin but she's like i'm i don't want this so go for it so i had a a, a solid three months during uh well 2016 when this was a live show at surly goat i would drink nothing but gin because there was just like two <laughs> handles of gin and i hate gin so much <laughs> but you did it you did it anyway you know i uh the thing that I love about this show is we kind of, the guests and I kind of come up with a, a topic that I think we'll, you know, really mesh with, but then I have to drink whatever they want. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I first, first episode that I had uh, gin on, we had uh, Jerry, uh, Jim O'Hare from Parks and Rec. And I told him, I was like, I hate gin and tonics. <laughs> and he's like, great. Can't wait. Can't wait for you to drink them. And then the episode I recorded after was Bloody Mary's with um with julian stern comedian mm. julian stern and i hated bloody mary's so so do i uh, i would not like that yeah i i do like them now but oh, uh, really? but yeah yeah so the way the show works is i have to drink whatever people want me to drink and i i do mention this on multiple podcasts that i do that i'm surprised that no one has maybe do goldschlager yet because i've said multiple times goldschlager will make me throw up immediately oh wow so yeah. <laughs> i would love to do an episode of this show where a, a guest forces me to drink goldschlager uh and i just try to power through it for an hour that's you're daring people to make you nauseous that's very bold of you i yep. but now but now after our gin talk i'm wondering if you know most people saw the cats movie ironically yeah. are most people drinking gin just to get it out of their house because someone gave it to them like i, say, I think so <laughs> Yeah. I think so. So gin is the cats, the movie of alcohol beverages. I wonder if people, uh, like if you go to a party, you're like, oh, I'm going to just grab like a shitty bottle of gin just to show the host <laughs> that I brought something. The test. <laughs> and then they're they're going to drink like your good stuff. Like they're going to take your, you know, Jameson yeah. and your, uh, you know, your Patron. I'm sure that you have Patron there. Yes, with the, uh, yes with I have Patron. And we I all have Jameson. do. Yeah. And I, uh, have, I like bullet bourbon, but yeah, now you could do that. Bring someone your shitty gin to a party. And then for the next 10 years, when you visit them, you can still see that bottle there. Yeah. The piece of you will always be there. Cause they're never going to finish that. gin. I think this would be a great long con. So you bring gin to a party, a good friend of yours so that you can see this bottle multiple times. But every time you go, you bring a smaller bottle of gin so you can keep refilling it. <laughs> So they were, they're trying so hard to get to offload it, and it's still freaking there. Uh -huh. I, we had a similar thing with for my girlfriend's birthday party last year. She got some Mike's Hard Lemonade and some Smirnoff, and uh, which was popular twelve years ago, and nobody wanted yeah. to drink it. So then we were stuck with a fridge full of Mike's Hard Lemonade and Smirnoff ice. So every time someone mm -hmm. came over, hey, you want a drink? You know, water, iced tea, or some Mike's Hard Lemonade. <laughs> And then I finally had a, a, a writing meeting here and a bunch of the writers were like, I want some of that Mike's Hard Lemonade. And we finished it and we were so happy. That was the best day of our lives when we had four yeah. people drink Mike's Hard Lemonade. Yes, take it. Take it. <laughs> For a year, I said, just, just throw it away. She's like, I don't want to waste it. So it just sat in the fridge. Did you ever uh, get into icing people? Like hiding I, smear I, off I, ice? I, I remember icing. It was like a hot thing for like, I don't know, 
a year or two years. Like 2008 or 2009. Yeah, it yeah. It was huge. like the, the first Obama term. We elected a black president and started icing people. I don't know if that's like yeah. something about our society. Um, uh, our president's cool, so now we're going to ice people because that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's be cool. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I remember that period. Um, and I didn't actually at the time I didn't mind spearing off ice. I I wouldn't mind drinking it back yeah. then, but mm-hmm. my palate's changed now, and I'm like, you eh, know, that time has passed. Yeah, I I when my wife and I first met uh, two and a half years ago, uh, I told her I was like, I told my family about icing uh, ten years ago, eight years ago, whatever. So every time I go back to New York to visit my family there's a Smirnoff ice hidden somewhere and I always find it or someone will, you know, I'm giving my oldest brother a big hug and he will put it in my back pocket, uh, but I always get iced. So I told my, my wife, when we first started dating, I said, this is just the thing I do. Like, I hope, I hope you're cool with icing. And so the first year of us dating was a lot of just icing each other. And, uh, <laughs> So now we've got uh, Tim McGovern and his fiance Tulsi. They're in on it too. So we uh, we had them over not too long ago, and we did. Uh, this was before COVID, I guess. We had a a movie night where we watched Hard Ticket to Hawaii, which is one of the okay. best movies ever made. And they got a Hawaiian pizza, okay. and while they they went out to let their dogs out, so we took the entire pizza out, hid it in our oven, and then put two Smirnoff ices in the pizza box and then just let it sit for like half an hour while, while waiting for them. So, uh, and then they had to drink them. So, but they always get me back to like, they've, they've actually used DoorDash to have someone deliver Smirnoff ices to us. Oh my God. So you gotta get down on one knee and drink it. Oh man. You're like a hardcore icing family. I just, I think it's funny. I think it's funny when you force people to drink. Cause like, (laughs) Smirnoff ices aren't bad. I think they taste yeah. They taste pretty good. They're Impalatable. just and they do uh sugar free now, which is amazing. Um really. If you have to chug a freezing cold Smirnoff ice, that's not fun. And that's like the annoying part of it. But if someone gives me like gently cool, a gently cool sugar free Smirnoff <laughs> ice, uh, I'll get down on one knee at a funeral and drink one of those. No problem. Uh, did you ever go through a, a four loco phase? I, I was in a four loco for Oof. a summer. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like four seven loco. years ago, that was the new icing is like, I brought four loco. Yeah. Right. And the, and they're not good. No. Four loco has never been good. Uh, hot, cold, uh, frozen four loco has never tasted good with caffeine, without caffeine. <laughs> but you get super drunk really fast. Yeah. Cause I think it's like what I would do. I lived in Orlando and I would go go to the whole downtown area and and they shut it down like every Friday and Saturday. So, you know, you get to one end of the street, there's a 7-Eleven, you get a four loco, oh, you drink it, you drink it in the five to 10 minutes it takes you to walk to any of the bars. Yeah. And at that point, it's like, I think I looked into like the calculations of it. And with the caffeine, it was like drinking six beers in like five minutes because it was like, be, the way the caffeine worked with the the uh, alcohol, if you drank it super quick. Oh, no, it was like drinking six beers in an hour. That's what it was. So you have a great buzz. Like I used to drink those and then just I wouldn't get drinks at all going out. I'd be totally fine off of Four loco. <laughs> then they got rid of the caffeine and and the world uh, went to shit. That's, yeah, exactly. That's 
it's a, it's a direct direct correlation for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, you you said uh, you have a drinking story. I'm usually pretty careful about drinking. A couple of times I've gone too far. Like I I don't genuinely um, overserve myself. I used to be better about drinking a couple of cocktails and then water, then two cocktails yeah. and water. Um, but sometimes that goes by the wayside. I did um, have a problem one time when I was trying to dance and drink at the same time. Mm-hmm. And um, that led to my first kind of blackout uh, moment where I was at a, a UCB New Year's party, which is like an improv theater here in LA. And if you go to like an improv theater party, it's a bunch of poor improv students trying to drink as much free booze as possible. Yeah. And so they had a bunch of... Um, they had a bunch of like vodka cranberry out. Um, and I was like, okay, I'm going to drink as much of this free booze as I can, but there's a dance floor. So I had like a red solo cup with mostly vodka and a little cranberry. But mm-hmm. as I'm dancing, it's spilling. I kept spilling my drink yeah. out of the red solo cup. So I thought, well, I want to dance and not spill the drink. Let me chug this real quick. So it doesn't spill. So I drank it really fast. I thought, okay, one, well, I need another drink before it goes away. So I'd fi- I'd have I, something in your hand. Too. I, I filled the cup like four times. And as mm-hmm. I danced, it would splash out and I go, I better drink this down. So it doesn't spill. And then, uh, I went too far where I was like hit the wall and I was sitting on one of the theater seats. It was like a little after midnight. And then I vomited on the stage and I've never had the party foul ever before or since where I vomited at someone's place. That's not mine. Yeah especially a theater stage. And I felt bad because I just like went home, you know, someone else, had to, someone, <laughs> some poor theater intern trying to get credits for their improv class had to mop up yep. my vodka cranberry mess because I was trying to dance and drink. Uh, yeah. So I just, I, I vomit on the stage and then two of my friends basically, and, and actually I lived two blocks in the theater. So that was mm-hmm. the responsible part is that I walked, but then two of my friends, basically picked me up because I could barely walk and they kind of carried me out of the theater. And I remember two guys carrying me out of the theater. And then I remember waking up in bed, which was like two blocks later. So I kind of blacked out on the sidewalk and I woke up with regret, like, Oh no, my vomit's on the stage. I wonder who had to clean it up, (laughs) (laughs) but it it didn't help that. What I don't like is when you ever notice when someone, there's always somebody who likes to uh, pick on the fucked up person. Yeah, and like make it worse because mm-hmm. like I was in, in the theater seat feeling woozy before I vomited, and another guy came over, an acquaintance of mine, and it's like, "Hey, buddy, you okay? You okay?" And I'm like, "I drank too much." And he started poking me like in the stomach. "You okay, man?" He's like poking me. Something like, "You're Ooh. you're gonna make me vomit. What is this? What's this? Yeah. What's in this for you? It's yeah. funny to you, but it's not gonna help anybody if you're in my face poking me." Mm-hmm. So that. That wasn't good. And another time I had a, my other time I went too far was not too far, but it was a funny moment for me where I, again, New Year's Eve, it's always New Year's Eve. New Year's yeah. Eve, we were partying with my friends in Chinatown. And at that point I lived like 15 minute walk from Chinatown. So again, I walked, mm-hmm. drank too much. Uh, and then was walking home by myself, totally buzzed. And I got, this is like two in the morning. I got a block from my apartment and thought, I'm sleepy. I'm just going to take a rest. And I laid down and fell asleep on the sidewalk. I was literally like another three-minute walk from my door. But yeah. when you're that buzzed, I understand people sleeping on the street now sometimes. Because when you're that buzzed, 
the concrete felt comfortable. Yeah. It didn't feel weird. I'm like, oh, this hot, this asphalt feels good. This is my new bed. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna and I woke up going, what the fuck was I doing sleeping so close to my apartment on the sidewalk like a weirdo? But mm-hmm. it felt logical just to lay down and close my eyes. Beautiful. I used to live in Koreatown and it's about a 15 minute walk sunset, like Hollywood, kind of like some bars there. And I love the feeling of like being very drunk, realizing that you're drunk, not like blackout drunk, but like you've got a great buzz on and you know that it is like, oh, I'm like three minutes from my house. And do you ever just start like laughing and running? Cause you're like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel so free and alive. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, I, I always think of that, like I used to always walk to places, right? You know, you take an Uber and then I'd walk back and I just like, I'm almost home and I'm just <laughs> running, laughing, just drunk. Like <laughs> it's a, a beautiful feeling. Uh, I, I yeah. haven't, I haven't had to just lay down and take a nap, but I have gotten to that. Okay. It's only three minutes. I'm going to power through and giggle the rest of the way home. Because there is a perfect buzz, like you said, where you don't notice the walk. Like I have noticed mm-hmm. if I'm buzzed, because some I used to walk to the club and my friends were like, oh, it's such a long walk. And I'm like, let's have some shots. You won't even notice. You do some shots yeah. and then the 20 block walk, you don't even feel it because you barely feel your mm-hmm. legs. You got this buzz and it doesn't feel like a chore to you. You're, yeah. kind of, you're kind of floating over the sidewalk to your destination. Mm-hmm. In the morning, you wake up sore and you feel like shit. But at the time... You you barely noticed your legs are working. Yeah, right, man. It was really good having you on this show. Unfortunately, we're we're reaching the end of it. It was great getting to know you. Uh, this is the first time that we've ever spoken, and I I, I love how it went. You're a very funny person. Oh, cool. Um, where can uh, where can people find you on uh, social media? I think you should definitely throw out that Twitter. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I I post a lot of jokes on Twitter, and I'm almost to two thousand followers. So please. Ooh. Get me over. I, I went to some party where they're supposed to write down your wish to manifest it. Uh-huh. And this was six years ago. And I wrote down, I want a thousand Twitter followers. And I accomplished that last year. It took me five years for that wish. But now I'm almost at 2,000. Now I'm, you can help me go over 2,000. It's, uh, it's my last name, then my first name, because some asshole already had Brandon Burkhart. So I'm at Burkhart Brandon uh, on Twitter. Or you can see what I'm doing on my website, which is brandonbcomedy.com. It's brandon, the initial B, comedy.com. Great. I highly suggest, uh, you know, people follow you. Let's get let's get them to 5,000. Oh, my God. Yeah. By the end of 2020. I would win the pandemic if I got 5,000 followers. It would all have been worth it. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Everyone follow us on social media at H-A-D-W-M. You can find us on iTunes and Spotify as Have a Drink With Me and check out our store, shop.hadwm.com. Thanks for listening.